الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لم يدع قول الزور والعمل به فليس لله حاجة ايد اطعامه وشرابه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders allah taala has out of his grace and mercy enabled us to witness this mubarak month of ramadan this great month for which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to express eagerness enthusiasm long in advance two months before the month of ramadan would come when the moon of rajab was sighted the moon of rajab is being sighted and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would recite the dua that ya allah grant us barakat in the months of rajab and shaaban وَبَلِّغْنَا رَمَضَانَ And enable us to reach the month of Ramadan. You take us to the month of Ramadan. Such eagerness and enthusiasm to witness this Mubarak month. Because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam knew the reality of this month. And therefore he addressed the Sahabai Kiram on the eve of Ramadan and said to them, قَدْ أَظَلَّكُمْ شَهْرٌ عَظِيمٌ That a great month has dawned upon you. every person speaks about something according to his level a little child will speak about a lot of money because he's got 10 rands but he's 2 years old 3 years old so for him that 10 rands is a lot but somebody else he says this is nothing he speaks about maybe a thousand rands because he's 10 years old but for his father that thousand rands also is nothing each person speaks according to his level Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying that this is a great month he saw the reality with his eyes so what is the greatness is beyond our imagination so we have to submit wholeheartedly and accept that this is beyond our imagination we have to do the best to take the maximum of the benefits of this mubarak month so allah taala out of his grace and mercy has granted us this great opportunity that we become the true servants of allah taala This month has been given to us to acquire the great wealth of taqwa. What does this taqwa do? When taqwa comes in the heart of a person, then it will transform this mu'min who is just a person of Islam by name into a person of Islam that is a reality. It will transform something that is just the outer form of it into what is the reality and these two things are totally distinct totally worlds apart one is the external form of something the shape the resemblance and the other is the reality a fruit sometimes an artificial fruit might look better than the real thing but it's artificial it's plastic there is neither any taste in it there is no fragrance in it 
a person cannot gain any nutrition out of it. And it is worthless besides looking at it and just getting happy for a while. That mashallah, this looks so good. More than that, there's nothing to it. Person is hungry, he can't eat it. He can't gain anything out of it. And the other is the reality of that fruit. It might not look externally so appeasing like the artificial fruit sometimes. It might be a little maybe stained on the skin, but it is still the reality. When a person is hungry, he will eat it, he'll get some benefit out of it. He'll get some nutrition out of it. The reality is something very different. Person, what is the reality of a lion and the other is a stuffed lion. It's dead. There's merely grass stuffed in it. So a little child also will go and drop it down. Because the form, the external resemblance, everything might look real, but there's no reality in it. So there's no reality in it, it cannot combat anything. It cannot defend itself. It cannot give any kind of support. You cannot use it for any kind of work. It's completely just a form and a shape. Unfortunately, our Islam also has become left only in form and shape. We are Muslims by name and our Islam is just the form and shape of Islam. The reality of Islam, the reality of deen, the reality of iman, unfortunately, generally in the ummah, this is something that has slipped away. So as a result, for the enemies of Islam to kick this ummah around, they are not kicking Islam. They are kicking a form and a shape. <coughs> nobody can kick Islam. And nobody can kick a mu'min in reality. But if there is only a form left, so like that little child, two-year-old child will go and drop that stuffed lion, because that's a form, there is no reality in it. But when the reality of Iman in Islam comes, and this is what taqwa is all about. When this taqwa comes in the life of a person, when he has connected himself to Allah Ta'ala, when he has built this relationship with Allah Ta'ala, then the reality of this Iman comes in. The sahaba kiram they had this reality. A sahabi is leaving, is making hijrat from Makkah Mukarramah, for the Suhaib Rumi radiallahu And as he is making hijrat, the disbelievers stop him. We will not allow you to go. He says, look, I am going. He says, well, you can't take this wealth along. All your wealth which you earned here in Makkah, this is going to stay behind. He says, if you want to keep that, that's up to you. But hijrat was first at that time. Nothing will stop me from going. The reality of Iman, it defeated the temptation of wealth. Otherwise, a minor temptation of wealth makes a person sell his Iman. A minor temptation of wealth makes a person break the laws of Allah Ta'ala. Without any hesitation, he gets involved in interest. He is ready to do something that is underhand. He is committing some kind of deception, some fraud. He is removing some expiry date and making it look like it's all up to date. He is concealing the reality of what the contents are. He's doing all kinds of things. Why? For the temptation of wealth. His Islam is just in form. So that form and that outer shape of Islam, that name of a mu'min, 
That name cannot defeat the temptation because that is a reality though it's a material reality. Wealth is a reality. That is why there are so many ahkam and so many laws of Allah Ta'ala pertaining to wealth. Pertaining to how a person earns it. How he spends it. So there is a reality to it, but it's a material reality. And if a person doesn't have the reality of Iman and Islam, then he's just got the form. So the form cannot now combat that temptation of that material reality. When it is coming in the wrong way, tempting him to do the wrong things. But the reality of Iman, and the reality of Iman will now, without any hesitation, make a person give up, let alone hundreds or thousands, millions, if it's going to be in the wrong way. Without any hesitation, he'll give it up. The reality of Iman, when Hazrat Abu Salama radiallahu ta'ala is making hijrat, and he wants to leave Makkah Mukarramah with his family, so his in-laws come, you want to go, you can go, but our daughter is going nowhere. She is staying here. We will not allow her to leave. But that is his wife, and that's a natural attachment and bond that builds. But for the love of Allah Ta'ala, because there was the reality of Iman, so whatever it is, he leaves his wife to the care of Allah Ta'ala and he moves on. Because the reality of Iman, nothing can defeat it. Nothing can become an obstacle in his way. Hazrat Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala is performing salah in his garden, in his orchard. And while he is busy with his salah, one bird comes in and gets caught up in the thick foliage of the garden, some tree, and starts fluttering. And as a result, his attention gets caught for a short while in that bird. And because his attention got distracted from his salah towards this garden of his, as soon as he completed that salah, now this is not just something, one small little rose garden or something. This was their livelihood. This was the whole orchard. He goes and he makes sadqa of that entire orchard. This came in the way of my salah. This came in the way of my connection with Allah Ta'ala. So therefore this is something I will part with now. Now what made him part from it? That had a reality that was giving him his income maybe. There were a lot of benefits that were coming to him from that. But that also became a slight distraction. Whereas it was not compulsory for him to have made sadqa of it. But his iman was of that level, the reality was on that level. That that little distraction was not tolerable. That that became a distraction from his salah is not tolerable. But our form of iman, our outer shape of iman is so weak that this cannot stop us, it cannot prevent us from all these sins and vices. And it cannot, it doesn't have that strength to make us give up those things that are becoming the means to the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Those devices, those aspects that are becoming the means that phone of ours, the internet, and all the other various devices that are taking us to haram repeatedly. We are falling once and then twice and then ten times and it's causing untold havoc in our lives. 
But the outer shape of Islam, how can it combat a reality? That reality is a very, very futile reality. It's a reality of a very, very temporary nature. It gives a person some kind of uh, a deceptive, some kind of comfort. But that's all just a deception. But that despite its feebleness, but the outer form of Islam, yes, the outer form is merely a form. That doesn't have that strength to make a person throw that away. Make him remove that from his life. So what has the month of Ramadan come to give us? It has come to give us reality. That a person has to now make an effort in this Mubarak month and acquire taqwa. Acquire the reality of taqwa which will bring this reality of Iman, reality of Islam. When the reality of Iman and Islam comes, then وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala says there is nobody that can then overpower you. You will be dominant provided you are mu'mineen in reality. Therefore in another ayat Allah Ta'ala says يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا آمِنُوا The believers are being addressed. Oh you who believe. آمِنُوا Bring Iman. The believers are being addressed and they are being told bring Iman. This is how do you reconcile this? It's being addressed is to those believers who are still just in name. That now make this outer form of Iman into a reality. Make this outer form of Islam into a reality. And become believers in the true sense of the word. And acquire this taqwa. This taqwa which has all the solutions to the issues of dunya and akhirat. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us so many of the benefits of acquiring this taqwa. The person who acquires taqwa, the reality of taqwa, this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, my Allah is watching, Allah is aware, Allah is all-knowing, Allah Ta'ala is all-seeing. When I am closing doors and drawing curtains, I can hide away from insan. I can hide away from human beings maybe. But can I hide from Allah? Allah is all watching. All aware. So, this taqwa, this reality, my Allah is watching. And therefore, this reality now directs him in every step of life. When a person has acquired this, Allah Ta'ala will create ease for him in every issue, every matter. When will this ease come? Many a time you say, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Are we really doing it? Do we have the reality or is this the form? Salah, Salah has a promise in it. Inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. Salah, it prevents a person, it itself has that strength. It becomes a means of prevention from all kinds of immorality and vice. Person says, but my Salah is not doing anything. But is it a Salah? Or is it just the external form of Salah? If it is a reality of Salah, then it will definitely have this end result. So likewise, the reality of Taqwa, where a person is not just adopting some kind of Taqwa by name, in reality, this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala has come in the heart. Then, this Taqwa will bring the ease in every aspect. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ the one who adopts taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will give him a solution out of every problem. Every difficulty and problem, Allah Ta'ala will grant him a solution. 
And Allah Ta'ala will grant him rizq from sources that he cannot imagine. Rizq, rizq is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Of his sama'i rizqukum wa ma tu'adun. That your rizq is in the heavens. Allah Ta'ala descends it. This is not in our ability. This is not our intelligence. This is not our hard work. Not our scheming and planning. This is from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will grant it وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ But the issue is that this taqwa in reality, this iman in reality, Islam in reality. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِينَ Another ayat Allah Ta'ala says يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ فُرْقَانًا إِن تَتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Allah Ta'ala will grant you this furqan, this criterion, this is a nur that will come into the heart. And it will help a person and enable him to distinguish clearly between right and wrong. And make it possible for him to adopt what is right and forsake what is wrong. In all aspects of life, let alone in aspects of deen, even in his aspects of dunya. That it will help him to distinguish what is sin and what is correct. Many a times a person cannot make any distinction between the two. That is why in one dua, Nabi Salaam taught us, Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa, warzuqna tiba'a. Allah, enable us to see the haqq as haqq. Enable us to see what is the truth as the truth. Otherwise, sometimes the truth is spelt out to a person, he says, I can't understand this. If the tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala is not there with him, then he won't be able to understand anything. And وَأَرِنَ الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلَ وَرْزُقْنَ Allah enable us to see the truth, as, truth and enable us to practice on it. To follow it. Ya Allah show us what is wrong. Make it clear to us that this is batil. Ya Allah make it open and clear to us that this is falsehood. And help us and enable us to refrain from it. So if this is not clear for a person, despite it being totally clear in reality, but if that nur of the heart is missing, then if a person in a dark room, he cannot see that snake. He doesn't know what is a stick and what is a snake, he holds anything. And he thinks he's doing good. So when a person will adopt this taqwa, Allah Ta'ala promises that this will be the result of it. Allah Ta'ala will grant this furqan. That incident of Hazrat Umar in his time, where that shepherd, he is out in the jungle, grazing sheep. And Hazrat Umar passes by. So he asks that, give us some milk. Which was a common thing that the travelers, etc., would be given milk from the goats that are grazing. This was a common thing. It was a courtesy of the people. This was no, nothing strange. But when they requested the milk, this shepherd said, Look, my master hasn't given me permission to give anybody anything. I'm just the shepherd. I don't own this flock. Umar Dilan was very impressed with this reply of his. But he decided to test him a little bit. To just see how much how deep is this? So he says to him that, look, I have a proposition for you. I have a suggestion for you. You sell me one goat. 
you sell it to me, I will have the goat, I will use the milk, whatever I need to use, and you will have the money. And then you pocket that money for yourself. Later on, your master will want to know one goat is less. There were 100 now, there's 99 or whatever the case is. So the simple answer is that the wolf came and one wolf came and attacked that sheep and took it away. This happens all the time. Umar al is testing this person. But there was a reality of Iman in him. Now there was a temptation here. The temptation of now pocketing the money. Temptation of all these things. And the ease with which one can try and get away with it, apparently. Just make up one story. Just speak something that will be, put the, pull the wool over somebody's eyes. And feel very happy that I got away. Feel very happy that I now, what a grand way, how I just deceived the person in broad daylight. I bought him and sold him and he doesn't know what happened. And feel very thrilled and elated about oneself. Let's see how smart I am. So all those temptations. But what is this person's spontaneous reply? This is a reply of the reality of Iman. This is a reply of this taqwa. His immediate response is, spontaneous reply is, فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ You are telling me that pocket the money, your master is not here to see what's going on. Just speak or lie to him and get over with it. But where is Allah? Is Allah not watching? Is Allah not aware? Can I deceive Allah Ta'ala na'uzubillah? So, fa'ayn Allah. Umar becomes very, very pleased with this. That here is a simple person in the desert, doesn't have the opportunity to be learning much because he's not where the people are, he's out in the desert all the time. But he has that strength and reality of Iman. Now, that reality can combat any temptation. Outer form cannot combat any temptation. The reality of Salah made Hazrat Abu Talha give up that whole garden. The form cannot make us leave our small, simple habits. Some habit has kept in our life which we understand is a harmful thing. Something to remove from ourselves. But if that reality is missing, it doesn't have that strength to combat this. So the Effort of the month of Ramadan, this month, Mubarak month has been given to us to acquire this taqwa. This taqwa is meant to bring this reality of Iman in us. This consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and this reality of Iman. That a person then is guided by this at every step of life. And it helps him to combat all these futile things. Which are futile, but if there is no reality, it is very difficult to combat it. In the another ayat of the Quran Sharif, we are talking about the benefits of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala grants the hearts of the believers the sakina. Those who are indeed believers and have this taqwa in their hearts, then huwa alladhi anzala sakinata fi qulubil mu'mineen liyazdadu imanam ma'a imanihim. Allah Ta'ala descends this sakina in the hearts of the believers. This, what is this? The explanation of this is, here nurun tastaqirru fil qalb. That this is a nur, it's a divine light that settles and establishes itself in the heart of a mu'min. And wabihi yasbutu tawajjuhu ilal haq. 
And when this settles in the heart, then this keeps a person focused towards Allah Ta'ala. And it keeps him firm on deen. And now even if he is trying to do something wrong, it, does, it becomes an impossibility for him. The consciousness of Allah Ta'ala becomes so overwhelming upon him that he cannot, that, like the example, very easy for us to understand, can a person in the presence of his parents commit zina? Is it possible if he is sane? The person who is the weakest level of iman, forget person with iman, a person who doesn't have iman also. If he is not insane, this is something beyond him. Because there is a certain level of some consciousness in him. So there is a, something that becomes a barrier. So likewise, when this noor settles in the heart, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala becomes so dominant in his heart, that what is the presence of parents and the presence of people and the presence of one seniors or ustad or whoever might be, if there's nobody there, he is forever conscious, my Allah is watching. My Allah is with me. He is with you wherever you are. There is no way that we can bring to our minds any... Uh, we cannot think of the being of Allah Ta'ala in any way. But this reality is in our hearts and this consciousness is there that my Allah is with me. Allah is the way of everything that I am doing. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْآيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورُ He knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. Sometimes a person, he protects his gaze but then he doesn't protect his heart. Allah Ta'ala coupled both things here in this ayat. Allah Ta'ala knows what the eye is seeing and if the eye is not looking at any haram at that time but the heart is engaged in haram. The person is fantasizing haram. Allah Ta'ala is aware of that also. But the heart conceives Allah Ta'ala knows that as well. So when this sakina will enter the heart then it turns the direction of the heart and keeps it focused towards Allah Ta'ala. Now a person cannot deliberately commit any haram. He may slip somewhere, he'll make sincere tawbah and istighfar, but premeditating, he's sitting and planning how to deceive somebody. He's sitting and planning how to commit fraud. He's sitting and planning how he's going to commit na'uzubillah zina, and how he's going to go and buy some intoxicant somewhere, and what not he might do. He is deliberately planning and plotting for a person who has this noor of iman in his heart, and the reality of taqwa has come, this deliberate plotting and planning of sin won't remain possible. His heart will remain focused towards Allah Ta'ala. So this is what this entire month of Ramadan has come to teach us. But this requires an effort. It requires that in this month of Ramadan, we conduct ourselves in a way that brings this taqwa in us. In the Hadith Sharif of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which was recited at the beginning, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, مَلَّمْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابًا The person who doesn't give up evil talk and evil actions, all kinds of evil talk, lying or backbiting or any other evil, and evil actions. He's not looking after his gaze, he's not looking after his ears, he's not looking after his tongue, he's talking anything, he's not bothered about how he, what he's thinking then Allah Ta'ala has no need for him to give up his food and drink. Allah Ta'ala doesn't benefit anything from us staying hungry and thirsty. The benefit was for ourselves. 
what the message is, it doesn't mean that a person shouldn't fast. It means that he is destroying the benefit of that fast. What benefit was supposed to have been achieved? Oh, Shaykh Hazrat Shah Ki Bakhtar Sahib Rahmatullah used to give the example, which we mentioned previously also, that they were once traveling in Makkah Mukarramah and it was very hot. It was an extremely hot day and they were traveling in this car and the air conditioner was on but the car wasn't cooling down. was also present in that car. He inquired from the driver that what is the problem? That why is this car not cooling down? Is the air conditioner not working? So he says, no, it's working fine. So he says, but then the car is still just as hot. So then they realized that in the back one window was left open. When they checked, they found this one window was left open. So all the benefit of that air conditioner which was meant to cool the car, was all being lost through this open window. So the Ahlullah take a lesson from everything. They don't let anything go by without Ibrat, without a lesson. So immediately as the addressed those who were present in that vehicle and said to them, look, there's a lesson for us. This is our lesson that we often, Alhamdulillah, engage in many acts of ibadat. We perform besides our first salah, etc., Nafil Salah also, we make zikr, tilawat, we do many other good actions. So Alhamdulillah, this is the air conditioner of amal that is on, which is meant to cool our hearts, bring peace to our hearts, bring this contentment, this serenity, is meant to make us feel content with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the benefit that is coming in. But unfortunately, we don't close our windows. The window of our eye is open, so we are still looking at haram. So all the coolness of this air conditioning which is meant to have brought our hearts to a state of peace, that is being lost through this open window of the eye. We haven't closed the window of our ears from listening to haram, listening to music, listening to evil talk, vulgar things. So as a result all that coolness of the heart is being lost through this open window of the ear. We didn't close the window of our tongue from ghibad, from vulgarity, from other talks of wrong and lying, etc. So as a result, all this is being lost to this open window of the, of the tongue. So if we keep our windows closed from all haram, from all evil, then we will see the benefit of this good that Allah Ta'ala out of His tawfiq enables us to do. The benefit of one tasbih, we will feel it in our heart. One subhanallah, the one alhamdulillah, and in this Mubarak month of Ramadan, the excessive istighfar that we are to be making, all the other amal, the fast itself, we will sense the benefit of it. And by the time the month of Ramadan is over, we, our hearts would be reformed. There would be a different heart in this, in this chest of ours. That heart which is currently filled with all kinds of evil temptations, that is filled with all kinds of greed for every kind of wrong, that heart will now be thirsty for the love of Allah Ta'ala. That heart will be seeking the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> that heart will be yearning for the akhirat. So this is the effort that we have to make in this Mubarak month by conducting ourselves correctly in this time. During the time of our fast, that fast is just not only giving up food and drink, but it is a fast of giving up everything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. Not only during the day, but that fast continues 24 hours. The fast of the day is the fast of giving up eating and drinking etc. 
but the fast of all haram, this is the fast that continues 24 hours, it continues in Ramadan, it continues after Ramadan as well. So a person who conducts himself correctly during the fast, inshallah this capacity will be built. And this reality of Iman will come, which will then enable him to conduct himself in a similar way after Ramadan as well. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that this reality of Iman comes in our heart, this reality of taqwa we acquire, and we become the true and obedient servants of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Before commenting our sunnah, let's fill in all the gaps.